welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Those of you that are regular viewers of the program know that when we are on this part of the set and I'm seated in one of these chairs, well, that means we have a special guest. And, well, you're right. We do have a special guest. My special guest today is my friend, Dr. Floyd Spence. Dr. Spence, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure being here, Bill. You know, we've tried to have you on the program before. It never worked out, but it worked out this time. Exactly. So we're so grateful. Uh, Dr. Spence is a mental toughness expert and uh, a uh, performance coach. And you founded a company called um, Living, uh, Live Full Coaching, Coaching and, and, Consulting. and Consulting. And so uh, thank you for accepting our, our invitation. And you're, uh, you're, I guess your specialty is getting the most out of folks, right? Maximize. You got it. You got it. So that's great. And so we're, we're, we're really excited to, to, to hear some of the techniques and some of the things you have for us. But I think as a great introduction to our viewers, uh, maybe we can go back to the beginning and sort of, if you could share with us where your journey sort of began and then how you, you know, got into doing what it is that, that you're doing now. Amazing. Again, it's a pleasure being on the show. Thank you. Uh, my, my beginnings uh, started in, on the island of Jamaica. I was born to parents who were unschooled. Uh, they couldn't read and write. Uh, we, were, we came up very poor. And uh, I repeated the 10th grade in high school, got suspended three times, expelled once, was kicked out of high school pretty much. But I had a, a, pair, a mother, amazing parents, and a mother who decided that she was going to ask the principal to give me another chance, mm. which she did, and the principal gave me another chance. That changed my life for the better. And uh, I since decided I was going to help change other people's lives. And wow. consequently, I've made my journey through uh, academia, through various professions, and here I am today, just living the dream. Wow, what a, what a, what a blessing. So um, how long have you been in, in, in Canada? I came to Canada in 2003. Okay, so yeah. relatively recently. Yeah, I mean, not too long. Yeah, not yeah. that long ago. Yeah. And that's wonderful. So how is it that you got into this, uh, you know, coaching and sort of helping folks maximize their potential? How did, like, how did that come about for you? Yeah. What? I, I started as a pastor on, in Jamaica. I spent 11 years in pastoral ministry. Okay. And uh, I experienced a certain amount of challenge when it comes on to helping people with their own issues. Okay. And uh, that, that challenge led me to pursue a master's degree in psychology, counseling psychology. Okay. And uh, while I was practicing psychology, I had a supervisor who r recommended that I pursue uh, a program in coaching because she thought that my experience was a little different and that I could add something extra to people's lives and consequently I decided to uh, explore that option hmm. and I liked it. Yes. I really liked it and I found that coaching helps uh, to uh, propel people forward in their lives professionally uh, and in other areas and so I've decided to get myself certified and here I am today just, just wow. doing just that. So, so what does that coaching sort of entail? What is that? Yeah. Well, counseling looks back into the past on the issues that people have been grappling with as it relates to their struggles and their pain, while coaching looks forward 
on how to make somebody's lives much better than where mm. they are. Okay. So it's like creating goals and creating strategies to move forward and being a better person. Oh, okay. You know, in pastoral ministry, you do find, it's interesting, that so much of the hurt in the past impacts, uh, yeah. you know, someone's life uh, uh, today. So you then would sit down with someone, do you help them establish those goals? Do they already come with goals or a little bit of, or do you do a little bit of, yeah. a little bit of both? It's a little bit of both. Uh, the professional coaching is borrowed from the, the sporting world, sporting context. So there are people who are already doing pretty well and they want to be held accountable. Right. And so we, we use questions, powerful questions, to help to create a certain amount of introspection and get people to think about where they are, start create an awareness as to where they are, where they'd like to be, and how to get there. Okay, so you're sort of defining that gap. Here's where you are right now. Correct. Here's where you'd like to be. Right. Here's the gap. Yeah. And then you help them formulate uh, strategies. Now, do you find that some people are, uh, I don't know what the word is, more coachable than others? And what, yeah. and what makes someone sort of more coachable? Well, people who are uh, motivated, they, they come and they come hungry. Hmm. They, it's almost like there is a, a place of pain where they are and there's a place of pleasure where they want to be. So uh, the people who are most coachable are the ones who are saying, you know what, I don't like where I'm at currently. Mm. I, want, I want to achieve more. I want to be more. I can do more. Those are the people that are uh, more coachable. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think we see that. I think sometimes we recognize that potential in individuals, but sometimes before they actually recognize it yeah. I mean, in themselves, I mean, we all come across people that we look and we say, man, you have, you know, so much potential right. and you're not maximizing that. That's yeah. the, I mean, is there, is there anything that for someone who maybe doesn't have that motivation yet, I mean, is there anything you, you, you know, you can do or you can help them with? Yeah. So the, the using questions, powerful questions okay. to explore a person's uh, uh, potential, like, when I was in high school, after I was uh, expelled, and the principal gave me a, f a fourth chance, and I started to evaluate, and I started thinking about myself, I started to say, okay, I didn't believe in myself, mm -hmm. but somebody else believed in me. Somebody else saw something in me. Right. And that sparked something in me. Right. And then I started to explore that, and then that took me on a new path. Uh, there may be people who have not yet seen their, their true potential, but they have an idea. Right. Sometimes it's good to show them how they've been succeeding in other areas of their lives and consequently say, if you're doing well in this particular area, could it be that you can do much better? Interesting. Now, I found it fascinating that you said it's through asking questions. In a previous life, you know, I, I, I spent many years as a consultant. Yeah. And we talked a lot about shifting people's perceptions of things. And interestingly enough, uh, it was through the art of asking insightful questions. Yeah. And the ability to cause people to see things differently. So I'm comforted in knowing that you as an expert are saying that it's questions. <laughs> right. Now, so you've been doing this now, I mean, how long? I mean, I have been doing counseling for about 15 years. Wow but I've been in coaching for about five, 
five to seven years. Okay. Yeah, of those fifteen. Yeah. So okay. So I mean, if I if the questions get too personal, you can just disregard them and just. But sure. So is there something that in, that you believe you know right now? Maybe you didn't believe you know, in the past, or is there something that you believed in the past that you don't necessarily believe now as it entails the work that you do? There used to be a time when I, I was of the, the view that there, some people's abilities were, were kind of uh, carved in stone and that people could not potentially, their abilities could not uh, be be developed like people who had high IQs. I used to believe that there were people who were uh, smarter than others, and consequently, the ones who were not as smart could not be as smart as the others who were right. smart. Okay. Uh, I call that uh, well, that is referred to as a fixed mindset. And however, I have kind of switched from that to uh, what is called a growth mindset, which means that. Individuals, if they apply themselves, they work hard, if they change their belief system, the way they think, they can pretty much accomplish anything they want. Hmm. So that has been a shift in my own mindset as it relates to how I view people and how people ought to view themselves. So where you are today, doesn't, that's not, that doesn't have to be your end point, right? No. Where you, are, where you currently are is not where you're always going to be. Going to be, yeah. I, is, it, is it Malcolm Gladwell that talks about in his book about 10,000 hours, right? 10,000 hours. Yeah, so... Yeah. Of, you know, of practice and repetition right. that you can reach, you know, peaks that you never thought imagined. Exactly. We all know stories of people like, I know, I know you know Dr. Ben Carson. I had the opportunity right. to interview him. And okay. Coming from very humble beginnings, again, right? And could have been cast into that fixed mindset that exactly. your destiny is to stay here, right? Right, right. But through perseverance, prayer, and yeah. uh, the gift of God, right? Right. He was able to excel like right. like uh, like few others right. uh, others right. have, and so so that is so, um, and and so. What generally then brings someone like to you to us like to want to be, you know, coached? Yeah. There are some people who, high achievers, for example, they may say, I have had this goal, I have accomplished that goal, what's next? Right, okay, okay. There are some people who also feel stuck, or they, uh, people may experience a certain amount of plateau. They've reached a certain point in their lives, they want more, they want to do more, and they want to know what's next. That's where I come in. Okay. I help to uh, answer that question by asking them more questions and by exploring and looking at things from different angles, then we can decide where next to go. So, um, you know, in these years you've been doing this, uh, I mean, you must have seen some really exciting, you know, some real exciting changes and advancements or right. developments. Right. So, um, yeah, obviously without naming names, could you just share with us maybe some of the, you know, examples that really have excited you that you really felt, wow, that was really cool. I mean, that yeah. was a job well done. Well, I had I had one particular individual who was uh, was being challenged as it relates to his his personal and professional life, and after working with him, he was able to uh, be promoted on the job. Uh, he was able to uh, get his life together. Uh, he was prior to coaching, he was experiencing issues of. Uh, uh, of failure, where he perceived failure to be failure. Of course, my belief about failure is that not because you fail 
means you're a failure. Right. Uh, failure is just feedback. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he was seeing failure as a dead end street. Got it. But when we, after we chatted and we, and we worked together, his life was back on track, uh, great family, uh, great career, and he kept moving up in his, in his career also. So that for me was a success story right there. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you find that with some folks that come from a you know, Christian heritage, like, like yeah. you and I do, that, I, I mean, I don't know how do I put this, but that they almost lack sometimes that drive? I mean, I mean does God, I mean, God wants us to succeed, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. he wants us to maximize the potential he gave us, right? Yeah. So do you ever sort of have folks sort of see that as a conflict between what they understand their Christian experience to be and, you know, like, oh, you know, why are you trying me to be successful? That's a worldly, yeah. you know, that's a worldly concept. Yeah. But I, it isn't, is it? I've seen and uh, I've had a number of people within the Christian faith who, who sometimes have this crisis of belief should I pursue success or should I not? Mm. Uh, is success of the devil or is success of God? But I've learned in John 10, 10, that Jesus said that I've come that yeah. they may have life yeah. and have it more, more abundantly. abundantly. So we don't serve an average God. We serve a phenomenal God. And we have a God who wants us to do well. I wish above all things he said that you prosper and be in good health, yes. even as your soul prospers. Yes. So I've met people who are challenged, and a lot of it has to do with mindset. I've found that there are some people who were conditioned to see success as a bad thing. Right. As contrary to Christian right. principles. You know, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek. Exactly, exactly. And some people, they hold on to that. Yes. And in, somewhere in the subconscious mind, they, they put themselves down. But within, within, the, within the context of God, I think God wants us to do well. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt that. I, I think it's wonderful that there is someone that is doing the work that you're doing mm -hmm. uh, with this Christian perspective. Sure, sure. Because I think that is extremely healthy uh, for folks. And I think it's almost irreverent, disrespectful that we not maximize that which God has given us. You know, again, speaking of Ben Carson, yeah. you know, he talks about the capacity of our brains, yeah. right? And how much God has given us the potential to right. achieve. Right. And, you know, is it almost like irreverent or disrespectful to God that we not utilize that? Yeah. What he's given us? I think so. Yeah. What would this world be without a Henry Ford? Right. We would not, we would not uh, have a motor car, right? Yes. What would this world be without the Wright brothers? Yes. We'll not be able to fly in, up into the sky, so yes. to speak. So God wants us to leverage the potential that he has placed in us. He wants us to use the gifts, the talents, the abilities that he has placed in our care. And we ought to be very good stewards of those and go invent, achieve, do great things to bless humanity, so to speak. Yeah, interesting in the parable of the talents, right? Yeah. When he, you know, he gave to one five, two, and the one, it says he gave a, to each according to their abilities. You got it. So I read that and I say, well, God doesn't want me to do the impossible, but what God has equipped me to do, mm -hmm. he wants me to do, right? Yeah, yeah. He wants me to maximize. I mean, he didn't expect the guy with the one talent to come back with the same returns as the guy with the five talents, right. but he wanted him to do something. I mean, is that, yeah, yeah. I mean, is that a fair interpretation? It is, it is, yeah. it is, it is. And there are some people who uh, you mentioned about doing the impossible. There are some right. people 
they limit themselves uh, in terms of what they can do by saying it is impossible. But uh, I think there was somebody once said it's impossible until someone does it. Right. So sometimes the thing we think is impossible, they're not impossible at all. Yeah. I read in the Steve Jobs, you know, uh, autobiography, I'm paraphrasing, but mm -hmm. something like he said, you know, that, you know, everything that's been accomplished in this world, all of these incredible things that we see, and you mentioned, you know, some of them, um, you know, were accomplished by people with essentially the same brain that, that I have that, Right. You know, that, that you have, right? right? They weren't necessarily given any special gift, right. but maximized that which, uh, they, um, uh, which they had. So, uh, so uh, before I forget this, uh, folks are watching. If they want to reach out to you and con now I'll put on my website, uh, you know, a link to yours, but sure. just quickly, well, I still have some time before I forget, how would folks get a hold of you? if they're interested in, in a consultation with you or, in a, you know, how, how would they reach you? So they can visit my website, www.floydspence.com, or they can email me at info at floydspence.com. Okay. Yeah. So like I said, we'll have that on our website. Sure. I'll have a link there that if folks want to reach out to you through uh, my website also, uh, they can do that. Okay, now, uh, we said we're going to, I'm not sure we're going to have time to cover all of this, so... We're going to have you back next week. So if you're watching, uh, Dr. Spence will be back with us again next week. Because I want to get into, I wanted this program sort of folks to get to a, a better understanding of who you are. But right. you have uh, four steps, right? You call them four steps in living uh, your best life, right? right? So maybe we could just, you could go over those very quickly. And then on our next program, we'll let you go into them a little bit more depth because we're, we're we're running out of time. Sounds so good. What, what, are those, what are those four? Yeah. So if you use the acronym SOAR. Sore. Yes. Okay. So like sore. <laughs> yeah, like sore. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, so the, the, the first letter, S, self-awareness. Okay. We need to be aware of who we are, where, uh, where we are, and where we're heading. Hmm, that's not always easy to do, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. And then the O is for optimization. Okay. Okay. How to leverage what you have, your skills, your ability, your resources, and how to be more efficient in how you use those. Optimization. Okay. And then the A is for action. Okay. Stop wishing, start doing. There has to be action if you're going to accomplish anything in your life. And, the, and then the R is for review. Okay. It's Im important to review the, the plan that you've made, the actions you've been taking, and then from there you want to refine them and, and repeat them. Make whatever necessary adjustments have to be made, right? Correct. So, I mean, I see, I mean, I mean, you're a pastor also, right? And so, I mean, I see those, you know, as biblical principles also, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, part of what the cross, what are the part of what the Ten Commandments is designed yeah, to do yeah. is give us an awareness yeah. of who we really are. Exactly. And we're not always, that's not always a pretty picture, that's is right. it? That's right. And so, and then to maximize the resources that are available to us and then do it. Do you find that that, like, where does it bog down for most people? Do, do you find, is it actually, like, I, I come across people all the time that are great thinkers, like have brilliant ideas. They yeah. just never yeah. put anything into action, man. They just never yeah. do Yeah. The execution is a problem. It is, right? Yeah. And the strange thing is that the, the planning should be just about 20% of what we focus on. The planning should be 20%? Just about 20%. Wow. The 80% the, the is the execution, and that's where a lot of people fail. Hmm. And sometimes people fail because of what it takes to get the job done. People are not willing to pay the price 
They want to succeed, but are they willing to pay the price? Right. Because success comes with a price. Yes. Even yeah. salvation comes with a price. Yes. But how are we willing to pay it? Yes, exactly. So yeah. that's where a lot of people fail. That's where it bogs down to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we see, you know, all of these like gifted athletes and and different people that have accomplished some incredible things in yeah. life, you know, yeah. physicians. Yeah. And we sometimes think it came easy, but yeah. when you hear their stories, yeah. you begin to realize the number of hours. I mean, how many hours was, you know, Kobe Bryant, yeah. you know, on a basketball court, right. you know, shooting three-pointers, man, right. or, or, or Michael Jordan, right. or, or, you know, Wayne Gretzky shooting yeah. hockey, you know, shooting, yeah. taking slap shots, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you're not prepared to make that that kind of a, of an investment, yeah, it's important. Then it then it can it can bog down. And we you know we are maybe a lethargic. I mean, I, you know, we're, we're running out of time. It just, it just <laughs> like, do you find? Do you? I don't want to sound, you know, critical, but do you find that? I'll tell you what I feel. I want to yeah. tell you. I, I, I like I see sometimes our younger generation, and, and you know, bless me, I'm not trying to be. They have a, a different idea, like a, that. I don't know. I mean, I don't I, like that. Go, that get out and go get, get it, it. That more. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, I'm older, and so I don't know. I look back and I go, I think, I, like, are we losing that a little bit? Like, yeah. have you noticed anything like that? Like, yeah. There, there, I've noticed, uh, not just among young people, but yeah, among young people, I've seen it. It's the entitlement attitude, right. where. You know, everything is handed down to you. And for some people, too, it's uh, the patience is not there. I want to get it now. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. I, I can ride up to the to the, uh, to to the, the drive-up window. Drive yeah. window and I get it within, what? Right, yeah. 30 seconds or, or yeah. so. Yes. So people are not willing to work hard for what they want, not willing yeah. to pay the price. Pay the price. But those who are going to stand out, outstanding stands out. Outstanding stands out. And those who are going to rise to the top are those who are willing to put in the work. Okay. Wow, that's yeah. So that's what I. That's what I. I, I mean, I feel. I think that we do, uh, we we do lack patience. Yeah. There is a bit of entitlement. Yeah. I mean, in your own experience, you were telling us part of the motivator for you was the situation you grew up in and right. the problems you were having in school. Right. Like you recognized, like I there, like I don't want to be there any longer, yeah. right? Like, Correct. and I'm gonna have to change something. Yeah. You know, there's a saying down in the southern United States, I think predominantly, that says. Something like, if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always gotten. Yes, right. Right? And so uh, nothing happens without change. We're, we're on the verge of wrapping up. And so um, is there something you want to make reference to just before we go now, just before yeah. we, we close that would benefit our viewers? And then maybe a little bit of an enticement to them to join us next week as we go through your four steps. Yeah. The... Uh I've been, I, wa I walked into to Scotiabank last year sometime and I noticed they have as their slogan, you're richer than you think. That's what I want people to understand, that yes, there's greatness within you. You're richer than you think. It's time for you to unleash your potential. God wants that for you. Yeah. You can become what you want to become, but you have to be willing to pay the price. Well, amen. Well, thank you, Dr. Spence. Uh, we always end our program with a word of prayer, so I'm just going to have a word, quick word of Amazing. prayer. Amazing. Gracious God, loving Heavenly Father, thank you so much for paying the price that would allow us one day to see you face to face. Father, I, I thank you for Dr. Spence and, and the knowledge you have given him. And I just pray, Father, that he may use that to help so many 
in order to maximize the potential that you have placed in each and every one of us. So bless him and his wonderful ministry and bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to that time in our program where we have our special offer. On each broadcast, we like to send out a resource to you as a gift from Lessons for Living Television that will help you in your journey, in this journey of life that we're all on. Um, and so today is no exception. I have a wonderful magazine to offer you, a uh, one copy of the magazine Vibrant Life. We've offered the Vibrant Life magazine in the past, and those of you that have received them have commented that the articles were extremely beneficial. So we'd like to send you a copy of Vibrant Life magazine as a gift. It'll arrive in your home, postage paid, no obligation whatsoever on your part. If you're interested in requesting your copy of Vibrant Life magazine, then pay close attention to the information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number at 1-800-972-0337. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Let me thank you for watching. We appreciate, we, I know we have very many faithful viewers that tune in each and every week. Hey, do us a favor, let your friends and family know so that they can also tune in next time. Uh, let me thank my special guest, Dr. Spence. Dr. Spence, thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate it. We look forward to having you back with us next week. Uh, remind our viewers of the website where they can reach you. Bill, it's my pleasure being here. Thank you. Uh, the website address is www.floydspence.com. And that's F-L-O-Y-D-S-P-E-N-C-E.com. You got it. Excellent. We'll have a, we'll have a link on our, on our uh, webpage, on our website, that uh, folks can contact you through there also. What's our website? L4LTV.com. What's on the website? Well, besides the link to Dr. Spence's website, uh, we also have all of our previous programs are there. Uh, we have where I'll be appearing live. We have some archived sermons of different presentations I've done around the country. We have a donate today button where you can make a donation. We are a charitable organization. So any donation you make is eligible for a receipt for income tax purposes. Let me remind you of our social media. Instagram, follow me on Instagram or on Twitter. On Instagram, every morning, 6.30 a.m., we put out a one-minute devotional video. It's a great way to start your day. You can uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like our Facebook page. Just before we go, I have to mention our website, missionnowcanada.com. 
That is the humanitarian overseas work that our ministry does. We're doing some incredible work there in the Chaco region in Paraguay with the indigenous people. Check that out. You might want to donate to one of those projects. You might want to join us on an upcoming trip. MissionNowCanada.com. We're all out of time. Remember, Dr. Spence will be back with us next week. I hope you will join us also. God bless you. We'll see you then.